brothers that don't be knowing, what's up? He is Troy Abbott, PT. My name is AJ Smith, strength coach, owner here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. All right, what is up, guys? Welcome to, I'm pretty sure it's uh, episode 37. 37. I'm not sure, but the last one on iTunes says it's 37. I'm taking those headphones off, man. That's still in my head in. Um, we are having a, a few little technical difficulties down here. We've changed location. We've moved from uh, the apartment at, uh, at my house to back to the gym for the podcast. The, it's, it's fucking hectic. It's the middle of the storm. Um, so we can hear a lot of clanging and banging. So we apologize. Hopefully we've got our mics sorted. Um, if not, we'll figure it out. But we're uh, we're here, me and Troy. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? So How long has it I've been? Since I've been on the potty anyways. Yeah, it's been a little while, man. I've done a couple of little random ones in the car. Yep. And uh, and by myself, but it's good to have it's good to have you back. It's good to be back in the gym. That's that's was exciting to walk in here today. So. Troy came in and said um, the place looked clean, which I'm pretty stoked on. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm happy with that so because it to me it looks messy and it's dirty and I need to clean it before we go back um, today we're going to talk a, a few things I reckon we just get the 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 COVID-19 stuff out of the way so like we're not just banging on about oh the gyms will be back I think people have had a fair bit of yeah that. like every, it's just been everything anyone's even talking about so we are going to talk about yep. more so what we've been doing than speculating on when we're coming back and yeah. fucking throwing facts that we don't even know are true around. I feel like even I've listened to podcasts like that, I'm like, oh, this shit again? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone says two weeks time, one week time. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. All right. So the first thing we want to talk about, wait, do, have I missed anything before we get into it? Uh, I don't think so. Fuck we're, we're a bit rusty, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> rusty as. Rusty as on the potty. I'm used to talking that. to myself these days. <laughs> Um, so yeah, man, we're going to get into what we've been doing in, uh, what are we calling it? Isolation? Yeah. In shutdown? I call it shutdown. Yep. What have you been doing in shutdown? Fill me in. Yeah. Um, so still been working, obviously, PTing, um, a little bit differently. It was a bit crazy at first, wasn't it? When they basically got told within a 12 hour period, we've got to shut down the gym and, um, both freaking out. What the hell are we going to do? Nah, we were level-headed, man. Oh, uh, yeah, we'd like to, I'd like to think I was, but I wasn't. <laughs> we were level-headed, bro. But I was, yeah, I at least had um, my wits about me and uh, found a way to keep the business um, surviving and keep running. So yep. um, quickly got on, you know, got on to all my clients and what we can do and work around it. And, um, and yeah, and it's, at first it was a bit chaotic, but then I started finding a system that was working and obviously started doing things like Zoom sessions, online sessions and... Uh, a lot more online programming and these sorts of things and um, yeah and, and since then I've actually had a pretty good um, system running and business is still pumping so it's still good. okay. It's good to hear man that's um I feel like the like the the response to what happened was sort of sitting right in front of you like it, it like us not saying you but yeah. um, it's sort of like well the gyms are shut down, what are you going to do? And obviously, go online, everything online is like what you have to do. Yeah. It's sort of there. Yeah. It's, it's how you go about it and like, um, and the, 
I don't know, the attitude that you have towards it, if your attitude's sort of like, oh, I don't want to do that, I just only want to coach people one-on-one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could easily be take too long to get things in place or not be motiv- motivated enough to get things in place at all and yeah. then all of a sudden you're sitting on your hands for six, seven weeks or could possibly be whatever, however long. That's um, it. It's, it was sort of right in front of you and even for myself it was sort of like, okay, what are the steps? And we talked about it, like if shit goes down, what are we going to do? And it was like, all right, we're going to... Originally we were going to say we'd go to like a, uh, like an hourly... Uh, hourly bookings sort of thing like That's come right. and train in a in an hour block um, but then they didn't really allow that they just shut it down yep. um, and then for, from there it was sort of uh, I'm not sure where I came across it first but it was sort of made sense is to just lend everyone out your equipment yep. get everything online um, and just for me I was just banging on I know that first week was just uh, provide value 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 yep. um, so then you know the, the daily um, live session started um, and it was all about just providing value, keeping people um, on board and keeping people training yeah. was the big one, which yep. is ideally what... That's our fucking goal, isn't it? Yeah, our that's goal our job. As that's, a, yep. Yeah. So I, I reckon... Um, no, it's been good, but that that first sort of... Uh, I reckon we went about it well. Yeah. I don't think there was too many... We had some fun uh, Zoom sessions to start, didn't we? That, that was yeah. <laughs> that one where you got the, the gym in the background. I was like, what are you doing there? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, fig- we figured stuff out and it's stuff that we can probably um, use more in the future as well. Definitely. Yeah, that's the thing I took from it. Yeah, that's so we can take... And I know from even just the live sessions, like from a training-specific thing, I know we can take a lot of the aspects of what we've been doing just like exercise wise and, yep. and and workout structure wise and add that into you know the typical cross training stuff that we do and, and give it a, a bit of a new dynamic I've spoken about that in a couple of my little ranting podcasts in the last couple of weeks yep. um, adding in those extra extra push up variations how good are some of these body weight variations I love too, them, eh? some of them are nasty I love them the, the thing that I sort of and I, I try and do my best with it but the the posterior chain stuff is is really lacking when it comes to body weight stuff, especially because yeah. I haven't been doing any um, pulling variations or adding in any like pull-up stuff or or um, even body weight rows, anything, because it's just been yeah. purely no equipment. Like yeah. the only equipment we've used has been a bench or a chair for like Bulgarians and tricep dips, yeah. but nothing else. So you look at it and you think that's the big one that really goes missing there's only so many glute bridges you can do yeah so we started doing like two position hip thrusts with like feet further out and yep. feet further in sort of super setting heel curls you get those yeah we're trying of... to get those happening but a lot of people had trouble with them because their yep. arms aren't long enough stuff like that yep. but um, the posterior chain does go that's where the skateboard comes in handy man I was getting some rippers with the skateboard yeah man the I was, um, I've seen a few funny variations on like uh, office chairs and stuff like that like uh, hammy curls yeah, yeah. with the office chairs but Fuck, it's just a, the start of a fails video oh, most right. of the time. Eh? Like, even um, your chin-up bar, yeah. someone mentioned it. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, man, that, those things are the ones that you always see fall out, yeah. like fall off walls or bring down. Fuck, there was one uh, dude doing, like, band pull-downs off a door, like uh, like parallel with the door. Yeah. So, like, the edge of the door was facing him, and he's just pulled the door off the frame, <laughs> and, the, and the door's just gone square into his head, but, There's like, the really thin good. part of the door... Yeah straight into his face like that fuck there's an epic arm um, fails video of home workouts dude there's going to be so many so. sick fails videos after this 
Um, so what you, you mentioned before, we are just having a bit of a chat before we started the potty um, about some new habits, yeah. some new, some really good healthy habits, not so much from a physical point of view, but more of a, a, a mental and a yeah, sort had, of thing. So really run us through it, man. At first, I think, because um, with that extra time, I, was, I felt like I was panicked and I was, with more time on my hands, I was stressed out. More. 100%. So, I feel you, man. So I was getting up and I was, you know, I felt like I was wasting my time all the time when I wasn't. I just had extra time and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, so I really had to start thinking about how to start structuring my day a little bit because it was obviously different than just getting up early in the morning come to the gym every day. So um, I started switching a few things around. I started reading this book, um, Atomic Habits. Well, actually, I started listening to a few podcasts. I'm, I'm going to claim the Atomic Habits one. Yeah, well, that... <laughs> I'm claiming that I'm, I'm, that's like a one that I, I suggested, but I've had it suggested. To, so many people suggest it, man. It's yeah. such a good book. Yeah, I got it off the podcast that I was listening to, and it just said this. Uh, I think it was Jay Alderton I was listening to, and he just said, um, "I always want to start reading, and I've always said that I I never have the time to do it, and that's why I don't do it." And yeah. obviously, I had no excuse now. I did have the time, um, but I read uh, this podcast. Basically, said start with just one chapter a day and yep. I went you know what I can do that I can stick to that yeah um, so I started doing that and I started reading Atomic Habits and then this book started giving me different ideas and creating new habits as well that um, would help me too so I come up with the idea of I'm gonna read one chapter a day when I first get up in the morning yeah not allowed to go on social media until I've done that first which is so, actually like a thing that the book suggests anyway did yep. you did you do that before the no book? this that was after you read I started the book reading and you were like, oh, so this I started is getting the ideas from yeah, the book and I went okay I'll what is it it's um, habit stacking habit stacking that's the one so I started yeah, I've, I've read it too and then I started <laughs> end up get, getting up in the morning going for a run yep uh, so I put the headphones in audio book or Fuck, I'd yeah. run down get a coffee yep uh, and I just started making this like a little routine and and it just it was a flowing effect from there and um, so yeah so I've been stop biting your nails. I've stopped that's biting what, my nails. That's what happened when I first read the book as well. Unbelievably, which is, for me, anyone who knows me always sees that I've got my, I'm, I'm constantly biting I'm the my same, fingernails. Man. I'm the same, And I stopped. When when all the shit went down, I started again. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it was like I don't know, like an alcoholic getting a six. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, smashing away. I feel then, like now I've got a worse problem. And then now, like, now things are chilled out. Like, I mean, if that's what happens when you're stressed, you bite your nails, like, fuck. People do way worse shit than that when they're stressed out. And like yeah. the world, you could, other people would have thought the world just imploded. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I started biting my nails again. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's sweet. That, you know what like, I did? I, 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 it was only a like, tester to bite nails. I didn't think it was a bad problem. And then, then I, when I stopped doing it, I found the worst you, times did, that I bite my nails is when I'm really rushed. So when I get in the car and I have to drive somewhere, I'm, I'm so ADD, I can't just sit in the car, relax and wait till I get there. Yeah. I've got to do some, something to move my hands, I've got to fidget. <laughs> and I noticed that I'd, my hand would be going to my mouth as soon as I got in the car and they went, no, stop, put it down and, and drive. And I was like, I just chilled, I relaxed for a bit. And yeah. I, like, I realised that, that me biting nails was actually a very anxious, you, stressful you, and thing. You've got, um, we have cues and you're realising what the cues are yeah. for when you do it. Yeah. For me, it would be in the shower. Okay. I like a. I like a. Sounds fucking. Sounds rank, but you're getting the inside. <laughs> you're getting the insides into AJ's showering habits. <laughs> if anyone's seen me fucking, I don't know. I used to do it at rugby all the time. Like I, I can just live in a deep squat. So like, yeah. if I'm showering, I'll just like squat, yeah, right. and like just sit at the bottom of a squat, and then I and then like you know clean my feet or fucking you know soak myself up. 
Um, but then I noticed like that was when I would bite my nails. Yeah, right. Like I would, like in the shower, I would bite my nails. These are the insights that you don't get yeah. unless you listen to the <laughs> podcast. So I, I, I noticed that that was like a cue. And yep. then I was the same in the car as well. Yep. In the car, definitely. That was a weird one. And I, you know what? I didn't realise how much I actually did it too. Oh, yeah, man. Because I was constantly stopping myself all day long from yeah. doing it. So the I know the book, I can't remember the term that, um, it's James Clear, isn't it? James Clear, the author? Yep, yep. I can't remember the term that he uses for it, but you have to see, you have to start to see your bad habit as un, undesirable. I think that might be yep. what he says. Yep. So like, when I, when I first... You know, I'm hopefully going to stop biting my nails like permanently. Mm-hmm. Had a bit of a relapse, like yeah. I said, when the gym. Well, that's down, what I'm saying. I've got a new have, problem now of clicking one, doing this. Yeah, you have to see it as because um, I got as undesirable. Yeah. So when you go to put your fucking finger in your mouth to bite your nails, it's something is undesirable. That's it. And so I think same want, same yeah. thing you can apply like let because this is a uh, massive air quotes uh, health and fitness podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can sort of adapt these uh, I don't know these habits to you know snacking stuff like that yep. so you start seeing it as undesirable yep. and just and framing it differently um, was what helped straight away yeah uh, every crazy. time it was like went to put my finger in my mouth it was like ah that's that's gross man that's under like whatever you want to fucking call it it's disgusting undesirable that's it and then it, if you frame it differently in your own mind um, and it's it makes it that little bit easier yeah. A little yeah. bit easier, and you sort of catch yourself out. You catch yourself out with those little cues, like for me, shower, car, that sort yep. of thing. Yeah. The other one, and you mentioned it as well, was habit stacking. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's, it's That's the big one. Yeah. Fill me in. So you went, you you sort of you 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 paired up a a good new habit with an, old. Um, an existing habit. So yeah. you wouldn't. I wouldn't say going on social media is undesirable because yep. I push you guys to go on social media and. You've done a really good job of upping it lately. Yep. Um, so I don't think it's undesirable. We spoke about like there is undesirable parts of it. Like why are we worried about and spending time on th- things on social media that don't matter? Yeah. There is a lot that does matter. Exactly. And yeah. there's a lot of value that you can get from it and value that you can give from it. Yep. But there's also a lot of fucking just pure dross on it yep. that you don't need to and take I- up any of your time with. So you sort of habit stack your book reading. That's it. And I noticed the worst time for me to do that, to look at useless information, is probably first thing when you first wake up. Yep. You know, the alarm goes off, grab the phone, yep. and just start looking at stuff yep. that everyone's been doing. I'm not really taking anything in from it. Yeah. Um, and I started thinking, well, this is not really a good habit to have. And I was no. like, maybe I can, if I start, um, yeah, like I said, with the habit stacking, start coming up with a way to get around this. Um, and the first thing I did was... Uh, when I first wake up in the morning, no going on social media until I've at least read one chapter. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, and then for me, I was like, oh, I'm a bit bored just doing the one chapter. So I started even getting up, put my headphones in, going for a jog, going for a run. Yeah. Um, while I'm listening to that chapter and then come back. And then a lot of time I noticed I'd get back and I'd be like, that first chapter's finished. And I'm like, either keep going with that book or um, listen to a podcast or start reading about something yep. else. And I didn't actually want to go and look at these things on social media anyways. Yeah. And then later in the day when I did go on social media, it was usually... More productive. I was so productive and I wanted yeah. to actually start putting something so out that's there. So wh- that's when, like, yeah, you want to be on social media. you got to be. It's part of your job to yeah. be. But there's, like I said, there's it's a, a lot It's a different of, way of thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to be there mindlessly scrolling. Yeah, um, You want right. to be there like, all right. Even if it, if, 
like take away the the fact that our job involves it um it might be like you're going on there i need to find out you might want to find out you know like the latest news on how many cases are in Perth. You just go, go to, yeah. go to whatever fucking web source, get the information. You're done. That's you don't it. go there and be like, oh, it was so and so's fucking, you know, so and so's kid is eight months old now. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, that's right. It's sort of good and bad. Like, I feel like some people, for a lot of people, even us, like we're not immune to it at all. Um, that's some people like their sort of release, their relaxing time, and that's yep. fine. Yeah. That's fine, but. A lot of the time we, and I know myself, I will think I'm being productive, um, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big one. The, the habit stacking stuff is, is like, I love it. That, that stuff is, I've tried to start up probably the last week or so. I'm useless at walking my dog. Yep. Useless. Terrible. Bad dog owner. You know, every, everyone's just going to be like, he's got a big backyard and I kick kick balls around and like he's sweet like there's yeah. he's fine but I'll, I know I need to walk him and run him more so yep. I've started stacking the habit of going to get coffee in the morning which is good we got a good little cafe in Golden Bay yield yield coffee um, going down there but taking the dog with me so he pulls me on the skateboard we yep. go down there so I'm stacking that habit of walking the dog which is the habit that I want stacking it with the habit that's sort of sort of pre-existing yep going to get coffee in the morning which is like third coffee anyway but <laughs> so that's like uh that's that's how we sort of habit stack so especially can, i like the ones you do when you first get up so it's like the yeah. first thing you do because then it's from there for the rest of the day you start doing it all day long as well so it's yeah like, you know what i mean so well you know how i talk about like stacking little wins yeah that that for me is a is a big one as well so i've tried to get my daily routine just the first few minutes of waking to be a little bit better, yep. I would be the same. My alarm would go off and I'd turn it off on my phone and my phone's already in my hand and I'm like, you know, yep. then it starts. I'm like, yeah. fuck, no, turn the alarm off. So I'm up and I've tried to like, don't drink enough water. So again, first trying to go like a habit for me is turning my alarm off when I wake up. That's yep. a habit. Stack that with going and getting a glass of water. Yep. Stacking on top of that a multivitamin, which is like the one supplement I've started to take. Yep. Just like a fucking God knows what it is, chemisone multivitamin. Get that in, put the kettle on, go to the toilet. That's like the morning. But before it used to be like phone, turn the alarm off, look at my phone for a bit longer, yep. get up, go to the toilet. So now I'm sort of trying to steer away from that. And then it becomes an unconscious, competent sort of thing that you do, doesn't it? Yeah, like, but, even, but for now, every every morning times. that I wake up I, and I don't spend time on my phone and I go and grab a glass of water, yeah. have my multivitamin, I'm like, fucking winning. Like, it's a win. Stacking a win, like, two minutes after I've woken up. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I frame it anyway. Yeah. So, mate, I can't, but, I can't, I haven't read a book that has been as practical as that well, I, like I'm not a big reader. I'm not going to pretend to be. I, I wish I was, but I haven't read a book that's been as like easy to imp, implement straight away. Straight away, like, like, like I did. I strategies that work. And I've got to say, you know, with my reading, I'm, I've always been terrible. I'd always start a book and then just leave it for some yeah. reason. Um, and this book is probably the first one I just went. I read it and went, I finished it. I was like, wow, I actually finished the book, which I never do. Yeah. And then from there, now I've, I think I've read five, six different books since then. Awesome, man. I've um, already got a couple more ready to go. Fuck and yeah. And it's just something I'm just What, if, what have you got ready to go? Any um, in I, I want to try, I was trying to 
go sort of I love self-development stuff so I'm going to keep reading that sort of stuff I've got plenty I can give you man yeah, yeah I've got a, I've got a ha- few plenty of again. half and three quarter red ones yeah that's <laughs> it I know I've got a few there too audible, audible that I just haven't read all the way through yeah but um, I'm going to try to go a little bit more into training too so the idea is now to start going read a training book read a self-development book and go between perfect the two. man that's so good so um, there's the stuff on um, Mike Tashira's uh the emerging RP- strategy stuff. RPE There's, stuff? Yeah, I'm going to start reading a bit of that. I've, yep. Because I just finished the Juggernaut um, Principles of Programming book, which was really good. But, awesome. Um, so that's Is that the um, Max one. Aida and Chad Wesley Smith? Yep. That's yep. the one. So I've just read that. So, and then... I like uh, that. I like that sort of one of each sort of thing. That's good, man. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. I probably um, just... I don't think I know enough. Yeah, I, I probably don't purposely go back and read enough stuff because I'm always on my old lecture notes and stuff like I always read through those a lot but I feel like I need to go and read uh, a little bit more of the like people's different training philosophies different stuff like just because you agree with something doesn't mean like that's the only stuff that you should read you should read stuff that makes you sort of think "Mm," and disagree with it it's fine that's like that's what you want so I feel like I need to go and, and, and read like you know, really get stuck into some Westside Booker methods or, yep. you know, anything that you might have sort of pushed aside and, and, and sort of disregarded um, that might be contrary to what you do or your philosophies or your methods. And I think you can grow from that stuff rather than just reading the stuff that you sort of know and agree with and then think, oh, cool, I know everything I'm talking about. Yeah, which yeah. you definitely don't. So, yeah, you're right. And yeah, I'm just trying to take the but most from different... It's know. so easy to get too much into the self-help development stuff, man. As like business owners, yeah, it's I've got so many that it's like there's, they're, they're endless though. Yeah. It's like the perfect person to write a book for. Yeah. The person that wants to, no, I don't want to say entrepreneur, but like a, someone who's running their own business who, you know, wants to advance... Um, in their business and, and sort of and their own personal development um, we've got the physical side of things sorted yeah we have and like I always read those books and it's you almost look at them and you think fucking hell how scattered are you that you need all these books yeah but it probably the fact that you've got them probably goes to show that you're in tune with it anyway yeah yeah if that makes sense yeah. so I've got so many of those books man yeah Obstacle is always a great one yeah, okay. Um, but then you've got all those other ones, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. You've got that all was one the, of the ones I started reading. The Tim Ferriss ones that I love the um the the really good quick one as well. A good one probably get you start that um Saddle Art of Not Giving a Fuck was good. I got started I really on that on that. Audible and then I, I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Um I liked his his uh, you know, he was a little he just uh, I just really related to him as yeah. well, so is very similar sort of personality yeah it depends what you're looking for as well like I, I really enjoyed um, David Goggins book um, yep the I listened to that on Audible but it's almost like a podcast like he doesn't read it yeah um, he after each chapter the guy asks him questions about like the guy who reads it asks him questions about yeah okay so it's, it's really good in that regard like it's not just one person like reading the book to you yeah 
it's sort of um, a podcast and he checks in with Goggins because Goggins is like, man, I'm not fucking smart enough to read this book, man. I can't talk properly. Like, and he just says that at the start of the like the yeah, audible right. thing. So I forget the name of that book, but it's David, David God, Can't Hurt Me or something. Yeah, that was okay. a great one. But that's more of like a an inspiration um, and and like a... We're going to start like his stories. Smith then. Fitness Book Club now. <laughs> <laughs> book Club. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Book Club. Nah, I probably been, have them all here, don't I? Yeah, I've, st- I've stolen a few of yours still too. But yeah, you got my hypertrophy one, yeah, eh? Yeah. Fucking hell, you haven't read that one, obviously. Hey! You know, I, I, that's why I prefer. I'm much more than a, you know, the modern technology style. Much more likely to read it off an iPad than I am in a, yeah? like a textbook. Yeah. And yeah. I love the audio books for me. I get so much more out of too. The so. ones, man. I've listened to. I'm probably better with the audio book, but I haven't been driving as much yeah. lately. Because like I'll take I'll straight up I would rather go for a drive and listen to an audio book than sit on the couch and read a book. I, I have to I'd rather go for a drive. I have to do something while I'm re- like so I I got like a big puzzle and stuff that I was doing so yeah. like that that just you know keep I almost have to do two things I can't do one thing at once uh, you know I have to do a, <laughs> you have to have two a or three things have to have a soundtrack to it as yeah, well yeah, dude absolutely. I'm like fucking put someone put some run the jewels on whatever I'm doing <laughs> yeah. play run the jewels yeah yeah so, man I'm exactly the same I've um. I've recently started to get into, I say get into, I, a lot of it just vibes with me anyway is the, um, is like the stoic philosophy stuff, but I have never actually read or written or looked into what it's, um, you know, what it's all about. So it's, yeah. um, I've, I've, I signed up to like the newsletter on the dailystoic.com or whatever it is, which is um, the author of The Obstacle is the Way, uh, Ryan Holiday's sort of business website that sort of stuff yep. um, and then I ordered a few books off Amazon which actually came really quickly and uh, the one thing that I'm looking to implement out of that I feel like I implement a lot of it anyway sort of um, and it's sort of how to deal with and obviously the last what, what's been happening is sort of highlights it even more is sort of dealing with obstacles and then um, not so much dwelling on them but dwelling on more what you can control yeah um, and obviously, like I said, it's been highlighted in the last seven weeks. Um, but that's, I feel like that's something that whilst I haven't had to deal with much in my life, very lucky. Um, I feel like from a business sense, um, and from a personal sense, maybe even just because I've done a lot of training in my life that it comes quite naturally. So I vibe with that stuff, but I'm just looking to read into it a little bit more. So I've got, um, book by what's it called it's like letters from a stoic which is by Seneca I think that's how you say it and then I've got meditations by Marcus Aurelius which is coming which I think fucking nearly everyone who reads reads that eventually Um, so I've got that coming as well and then a journal as well which is like I bought off the daily stoic which is like the website it's like set out to like help you journal and stuff like that so I think that's something that I could do a little bit better and to just set myself up to be a little bit more productive and not feel like we were talking about before like what am I doing need to be doing something yeah. and like it talks about how you like reflect on the day and then like sort of plan without I wouldn't say plan like reflect on the day and then look forward to the next day yeah. um, and how you're going to go about it and I think that will help rather than be like fuck what am I doing today and then feel like it takes you an hour, two hours, half a day to sort of get in the mode of getting anything done. Yeah. Then you feel like you haven't got anything done. Yeah. That's which is it. something that both me and you, you know, 
I mentioned before, if we weren't like that, I don't think we would be doing what we do. Yeah. Um, so I think it's more of a strength than a weakness. Yeah. But I feel like it can. Be <laughs> it sounds like uh, your misses and my misses yeah. are definitely They're like telling what us to the calm down. They, I don't think they <laughs> probably realise how ADD we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah <laughs> That's one thing that I'm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into those books. I started the the letters from a stoic. Uh, yeah. What a couple of days ago. I've got uh, another one I thought was like The Shortness of Life. Kelly picked it up off the bench and was like, what the fuck is this? It's got like an old, um, what are they like, those, a sculpture? Yeah. Is it a, sc- a sculpture of like the dude, Seneca, and it just says a shortness of life. She's like, what are you buying? What is this? <laughs> it's like an ancient Roman statue is the cover. She's like, what the fuck? And I was like, it's about how you should live every day as like it's your last. Yeah. She's like, what's that look on her face when she says that? Dude, she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, just what the fuck is basically what she says most of the time. <laughs> All right, man. So moving on from that, I reckon we've got yeah. some um, some great shutdown, isolation habits. That we um, can like take I said, in with us. Our, our way of thinking, we'll look back in six months and, and sort of wish for this time and be like, fuck, we didn't use it well enough. Um, but we have to think about the stuff that we've, we've sort of done. Like you've started some great habits, reading books, spending time with family. Yeah. Um, it's yep. been great. I fucking... Like I mentioned, man, I knocked out 70, 70 um, bodyweight sessions and I feel like, I, fuck, part of me was like, oh, you should have kept it going to 100, but, you know, it's that's You've you got to know when to pull the pin on things and, and yeah. pivot as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll, I know we'll look back and be like, fuck, I could have learned 10 languages and read 100 books instead of 25. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we've got to look back and say, like, no, nah, we used it well, you know, and, and we stayed sane. We stayed helping people keep training yeah which is our main goal yeah. um and we sort of helped ourselves along the way that's it. with some personal development as well so i know we're going to look back and be like fuck but we shouldn't nah yeah well, i don't we think will. i am i think i've learned not to yeah so yeah yeah you know what i mean so <laughs> it's sort of chicken egg sort of yeah, thing yeah yeah so. fuck yeah all right man so uh well, when was it like saturday night or sunday morning um so getting away from the shutdown stuff um Thor, half Thor Bjornsson, half Thor Julius Bjornsson. Yeah. Um, what's his name in Game of Thrones? The Mountain. The Mountain. The Mountain from Game of Thrones um, deadlifted 501 kilograms. 501 kilograms. Now, let's clear some things up. There is a good video on the history of the deadlift world record uh, done by Lawrence Charlet, who's a British. Uh, strongman competitor um, you can find that on YouTube that's a great one that goes over uh, yeah the history of the deadlift world record yeah, right. yep. um, but let's go over Hathor is a strongman most of the time he has competed in powerlifting once or twice yep. um, or maybe a few times but once or twice lately um, this is not a powerlifting world record no. that's still held by Benedict Magnuson at 465 powerlifting has a three lift world record for the deadlift which is 465 and then it they will have a deadlift only world record which i'm not too sure what that I is no idea on that one, yeah. i'm not too sure what the deadlift only world record is um but that in a powerlifting competition wouldn't be with straps no. so straps help you hold on to the bar when you start lifting uh this amount of weight or fuck, even 100 200 kilos less um grip becomes a really big issue. Yeah. I think Thor's is about 440 something without without straps. 
450, I'm ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always miss numbers, but I think it's it's a lot less than 500 without straps. So um, straps basically means it's a strongman type of deadlift and not a powerlifting deadlift. Yeah. So just to reiterate, powerlifting will have a three lift deadlift rec world record, which means that they've actually done their three squats, yeah. their bench press, and then they've deadlifted which obviously takes a lot out of you as well, especially when you're squatting and benching and deadlifting big numbers to yeah. be strong enough to do the world record. And then powerlifting also has deadlift only competitions, but they're performed without straps. Yeah, and then you also got like the stricter rules with powerlifting. Yeah, there's like much, yeah, no hitching yeah. like there is in strongman. So hitching is when you rest the bar on your thighs um, and the bar comes to a stop. I'm not sure, is there a downward movement rule in strongman you still have to hold the bar don't you is it something no but can the bar move down at all i'm not too sure i'm not too sure about that in powerlifting i think you can in powerlifting the bar can come to a stop as long as it's not resting on your thighs which is what we call hitching but in powerlifting the bar can't move down and then back up again in any of the lifts yeah i'm not not sure what the rule is in strongman i'm going to say with the amount of hitching that they get away with you probably it's probably fine yeah so in in strongman they can lift and they can basically it sounds like they're gonna they wouldn't purposely do it because it makes it a lot harder but they will hitch the bar off their thighs and then into the lockout so they will really like almost bounce 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 yeah bounce 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 all right, we just had a bit of an interruption. Some dude dropping off leaflets, mate. Not the time, eh? Not yeah, the time during not during COVID nineteen. Not the time during the potty. Um, so yeah, strongman will be able to hitch uh, the deadlift off their thighs, which on this attempt Thor actually didn't do. No, it was a clean deadlift. Yep. Um, so he went four twenty, four sixty five, and then five oh one. So Eddie Hall had done five hundred. Yep. And dropped it. Did he do 500 and drop it? Is that the one he dropped? And then he did 500. Okay. So there was a deadlift only competition, uh, a strongman style deadlift only competition. Was it the World Deadlift Championships or something? Yeah, something like that. And he pulled 500. Um, the video on YouTube that Lawrence Charlet did um, goes over all this. He pulled 500, but he dropped it from the top and the rules for that competition yeah. were that you had to lower the bar back down, which is what you'd do in powerlifting as well. Yeah. That was with, was that with straps? That was with straps as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Thor, Half Thor, um, yeah, pulled 501 pretty easily. Yeah. I would say you would well, look at that and say that's the most anyone's ever lifted and he did it like that. It was easier than Eddie's. Yep. I don't think you have to read too much into that. People are going to have a little bit of a different a little bit of a different deadlift style. Like Eddie's quite fast off the floor. He's a little bit shorter, but his lockout, you would probably say Eddie's was hitched. Well, Eddie's wasn't powerlifting. No. Eddie's wasn't to a powerlifting standard. And even thought it just looked like he always like locks it out, but his legs are so big. A lot of those big boys look like their knees are soft, eh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I even thought, I even think that about like some Brandon Allens. And, yeah, like, some of those real big yeah. powerlifter guys as well. Yeah. Um, is it Brandon Allen? Who's got the world record now? Uh, Whoever it is. Nah, for the total. Oh, I'm um, getting pick, I'm getting mixed up with... Mil- Milanachev? Nah, nah, nah. Who beat Milanachev? I forget. I'm getting a couple of them mixed up at the top end. Whoever it is, I a lot of the, the big, big boys, the super heavyweights, I always say, like, is that soft at the knees? Is that soft at the hips? 
yeah. on their deadlifts um, because they're just like it's so much fucking weight. Yeah. And you'll see with Thor, like with the deadlift bar, there's like that whip back down of all the weight. Yeah. So it's like he locks it out and then the weight comes, the weight settles into the bar yeah. and it looks like he's sort of like mi- missed the lockout. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's where the judges who definitely know what the fuck they're doing. Um, oh, who was judging? One of the old strongman fucking legends yeah. was judging. Um, and if they say it's a good lift, I'm sure it's a good lift. Yeah. The funny thing was I was like seeing like weighing the calibrated plates and stuff before the attempts yeah. like to show that it was actually uh, a full 501. Um, it was crazy. 501 kilos, man. I don't know. That's just... That's yeah. fucking insane, dude. It is insane. It's like... That's why I put the um, I put that pole up. It was really interesting to... Um, like whose lift was more impressive. You know, that, that, that was... I, I said that... I said that half Thor's lift was more impressive yeah. because it's one kilo more. Exactly. So it's more impressive. Yeah. That well, was that, my reasoning. Yeah, well, that's, that, that was the interesting thing about it. Like, what, what, what's more impressive to you? You know, what someone like, because, you know, Eddie Hall obviously had nothing left in him. Like, he took every ounce of everything yep. he had to get that lift up. Yep. And at the time he did it, it was like, what, 30, 40 kilo record as well. And being the first Yeah, guy, it was a massive record. So there was, for me, I, when I'd really thought about it, I thought, taking the weight away it was more impressive to watch Eddie Hall and it was really interesting with the pole too because it was really what were their, what were their half weights half. obviously Thor's like a foot fucking taller he's a huge man yep Eddie's like six. Eddie's not small though he's small compared to Brian Shaw and to half the taller. other yeah um, so Eddie's like 6'3 I oh, think he's still probably taller than that isn't he maybe nah yeah. I think he's only about 6'3 six six three? Three? Yeah, right. and then half Thor's like 6'10 yeah so 6'10 he's the tallest person in any room yeah basically 6'3", that's like just taller than me. Um, I'm not sure what just weights they did them at. So. I'm not sure what weight they did them at, like yeah. body weight. Well, yeah, I thought he was, he's around that 200 kilo marker. I was trying to find that out the other day because I'm pretty sure Eddie Hall was... Eddie Hall was up there, man. Yeah. It, like he look, He's obviously a lot leaner now. Um, there was a little bit of... Uh, I like these sort of chats. and it, yeah. It's not an arg- well, It's sort of an argument, but it's not like... No, I took it, it as it, like... You it's know, fun. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, and we're going to talk about one that we sort of had. Yeah. Um, like, why didn't he do more? It, not so much. Why didn't he do? There was a few people. Oh, some people that were like, why didn't he just? Why didn't he do more? He only yeah. did one kilo more than him. And I was like, mate, he's just put on a full-on live event. <laughs> like, he doesn't know that he he doesn't know how much he's got in him either. Yeah. Like a lot of times on a third deadlift, you're not going to know. Oh, I should have went. It's easy in hindsight, yeah. is what I'm going to say. It's like, yeah. oh, I should have went 5.10. He's never lifted that before in his life. Yeah. It's set up... Everything is really set up for him to fucking fail. Really. Yeah. Like, if he goes 5.05, just to be just to do a five kilo jump for, like... Because that's an arbitrary, you know, increase. Yeah. And he doesn't get it, then, like, what a... Sh- like, he looks like a fucking schmuck. Yeah. So, 501, man, just do as much as you can to beat the record because that's what it was all set up as. That's it. I wasn't big on him coming out and saying, like, if I get so many Twitch followers or uh, YouTube followers, subscribers, I'll do 520. I was like, mate, if you, if you think you can do 520, do 520. That's it, eh? But yeah. obviously, I don't feel like... I felt like he would have confidence to do 501, 
Yeah. But you can't just be like, I'll just do five, like just out of the blue, just I'll just do 520. Yeah, if you got the 520, do 520. No, no, no. Like it would have been a 520 or maybe like or a 515 or something on like a fourth attempt. Yeah. But I just can't see why... Yeah, it's yeah, well, the most that's ever been lifted. You can't just think, oh, I'll just do a few more. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking world record. It's like, it's like Usain Bolt, man. Like, I'll, I'll keep bringing it back to running. Yeah. It's like, say he runs a, a, a 9.7. He's like, ah, oh, should have done a 9.6. It's yeah. like, well, fuck, no. Like, that's it. you're aiming for the world record, man. You just take what you can get. You can't just be like, oh, should have done it faster. And uh, I, I was saying the same thing. Like, the margins, when you get to the very, very best, become smaller and smaller too. Yeah. So, like, just to get that... And, and you look at you look back at it and you say, oh yeah, cool. He probably did have, you know, maybe yeah. five fifteen, five twenty. I think might be. I think he could tell it. he really enjoyed the fact that he dropped it and just walked off doing it too. Like yeah. it was a little f you to Eddie. Like, hey mate, wasn't that hard? Wasn't that hard? I just walked off. The, the other side, the other part of me is like, and obviously they've taken it a, a whole nother way, which we'll get into as well. But. I would sort of say like do 501 and, and and hope someone claps back at you and does 502 and then you can get like a little bit of something going on. So say he comes in and it, it just does 550 and just big finger to everyone, then that's it done. Cool, man, you got it and you yeah. sit on it for ages. I don't think that's what he's about. I think no. he likes a spectacle. Yep. I think he he's a fucking actor. You, you know, he gets in his face around. Yep. Um, like he doesn't mind having a bit of controversy. Yeah. Um, I feel like doing 501 it's, and saying, if anyone got 502, yeah. someone go 502. That's it. It's great I, for the I sport yeah, the that, yeah. 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 So if you can hear the ra- the rains are coming down, um, guys, so if you can hear that in the background. It's bucketing um, down. It is bucketing down. So, yeah, I, I really, um, I always brought it back to, to like, sprinting. as like when when uh, Usain Bolt beat Asafa Powell's, like, because he beats it by like point zero whatever. And yeah, what do you do after that? He well, he beat that by even more again afterwards, anyways. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, so I sort of said like, nah, man, you just take what you can get, and you can't be so confident when it's the most lifted by a human ever. You can't yeah. be so confident that I'll just go five oh five. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. That's Let's it. do five oh one first, man. Yeah. Um. So the, like, there could have been other strategies as to how he wanted to do it, but at the end of the day, man, you don't want to do that whole hoopla and then fuck it up. Yeah. And it yeah, could easily go like fuck. It could easily go at those top ends, man. Like, let's just say he misgrooves. Like, you don't really misgroove deadlifts heaps. Yeah. Um, but let's just say he misgrooves like the 465, and it takes him that little bit longer, and he has to half hitch a lockout. Man, that 501 might be gone. Yeah, that's it. Something as simple as that, because that that shit just would drain you, man. Like, you can't. He spends half a second extra lifting one of those like 420 or 465 and that 501 could disappear like that. Yeah. Um, so for him to just set that up and be confident and to be like, everyone come, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Imagine the pressure you would have felt. For Fuck yeah. yeah. That's why I'm like, man, 501. It's not only like real sporting events, so like, yeah. you know, that's been going on for the last Fucking nuts. So months. the thing is uh, with that, uh, Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall came out and said it shouldn't be... Um, shouldn't be recognized as the world record Um, like I said there's so much gray area in what is the world record anyway like like I mentioned there's like a full meat powerlifting record there's a deadlift only record and then there's like a strongman deadlift record then there's an elephant bar deadlift record um, which is a different barbell type so I I really don't think it matters that much I feel like people will just say like the heaviest deadlift done in competition about eddies now so eddies will be like 
heaviest deadlift done in competition. Um, I feel like competition does have an aspect to it as well because if someone goes, you know, say Eddie's put 502 as his third, what does that make Thor do? Yeah. And stuff like that. So I feel like... Um, yeah. I can see the reasons behind yeah. both, though, on that one. Yeah. Jesus, it is bucketing down. Hopefully you can still hear us. Just Ooh. make sure you're nice and close to the mic, man. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. The sign's falling down out the front and everything. Um, where were we? So, yeah, Eddie and Brian Shaw came out and said, uh, we don't think it should probably be um, recognised as the actual official deadlift world record. Like I said, too much grey area around what is the actual world record. Anyway, yeah, for me, it. Benedict still ha- Magnuson still has it Yeah. in the free lift competition. At least the powerlifting record, anyway. Yeah, that's but it. the the lay person and even the person that just trains for, trains for strength doesn't really know the difference. Yeah, a lot of people were like, eh, you know, they would think they would think what Hathor is doing is weightlifting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. and they can't distinguish between weightlifting, strongman, powerlifting, and anything else. Um, but the the news out of it is that Eddie and Thor. Um, have been I'm not sure who it's a core sports or someone has given them uh, a million bucks to, to box yeah a million bucks to box I love this I thought it was so Let, oh, I haven't even brought this it's up so ridiculous would you box both of them for a million bucks would you box them oh shit that's a good question how long do I have to go how many rounds are we going the whole um, you're we'll going you're life. going half of one round Troy Half one. <laughs> yeah, that's you, you're not going go. any more than a minute. <laughs> to be fair, fuck no, <laughs> dude. Just imagine taking a bo- their fist, mate. Their Actually, fist. I did see some footage of uh, Eddie Hall as well hitting the bags too. I was like, God damn, that's man. I reckon. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, that's I'm, the, I'm that's bi- the next I think I'm biased. Who's, who's going to win? I don't know why I'd be biased towards a British guy, but I feel like um, Eddie Hall. Like I feel like I've met people like him. Yeah. You know, like I've he's I've, relatable, isn't he? I've lived in the UK yeah. for like three years. You know, that that guy comes across as like props I played with, and like yeah. fucking dudes that you work with, and he just comes across as like a real normal, um, sort of, sort of down to earth, like athlete. Yeah. Like backs himself. He's got fucking hilarious chat um like it, it it just feels like you'd you'd get along with him yeah. really easily yeah yeah i get what you mean um and people might think he's a bit of a a knobhead and like you know up himself and all I'm that a, sort I'm of stuff but Eddie Hall fan. i, I like him. that shit yeah i love him i, I like that great. shit um even his documentary when he was like how good is this it? is yeah. this is what i want to do i'm gonna go about it and do the best i can and, and he fucking got it done yeah. so i think he won a lot of fans with that and i think you don't have to fall into, I hate one, I like the other. Yeah. Because I like Thor as well. Yeah, that's it. But I just feel like he's less relatable. Yeah. He's on Game of Thrones. He's like a TV star. Yeah. He's fucking seven foot tall. Yeah. Lives in Iceland. Can barely talk properly. That's, I don't that's know. That's what I feel. It's like they're genetically gifted. Not to say that Eddie Hall's not genetically gifted, but compared to Half Thor, it's a, you know, he's just a... Yeah, it's like he's just a prodigy made for what he's doing, and that's what I love about it. It's like the you can't take away the hard work though, but oh, exactly, especially and you can't say when it comes to a deadlift man being that tall is not that helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, having the frame to have that amount of muscle mass maybe helps, but he's still got to lift that bar. Fuck. Yeah. A lot further than Eddie and me and you. Yeah. Would ever have to. Yeah, that's to lock it. You out can't take that away from him. That it's, so, it's an amazing thing that he's been yeah, able to do. Like being that tall. I feel like being big 
but being bigger than big, you know, starts for, for specific lifts can start to be a little bit detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. So but who, I wouldn't, who have you got would you say? on the fight? Who's, uh, who's winning? Oh, dude, I feel like Eddie's up against it just because of the size. Yeah. But I don't know. I reckon Eddie's got a bit more fucking... I don't know. I reckon he's dumb and dumb enough to just have that. He's got that scrap in him. Yeah, it's comes heart, across as having heart, mate. That's what I, you yeah. know. I've, I've always said this with my favorite athletes. I've never been, you know. People will say like, obviously, I'm a big cat supporter, and I've always my favorite player has always been Joel Selwood. And people are like, what about Gary Ablett? And I was like, it's the heart of the fight. Yeah. It's not the, you know. He's always not to say that Gary Ablett hasn't got that. But I've always just yeah. The, people have different sort of attributes, athletes, but yeah. you can just you just feel like Eddie comes across as fucking hard. Yeah. And then Hafthor comes across as I more. I love that little video. Hafthor would have always been like he, I know he played basketball. They have it's funny because Eddie has a swimming background, and yeah. Hafthor has a basketball background, and they're both two sports that you're like. If Eddie played rugby, <laughs> it would it would mean a lot more. Yeah. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean from that. <laughs> but they've both been strongmen for a fucking decade or so. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I look at that and I'm thinking, fuck, he's a swimmer. I don't know. I just feel like Eddie comes across fucking hard. Yeah. But then, like, tell me that Hafthor's not hard. Yeah. But I feel like Eddie's had to had to work, had to be that guy that fucking that like have that dog mentality. Yeah. But I feel like Hafthor, because of his size, might have been given opportunities a little bit more often. Yeah. When it comes to a fight, fuck knows. Like, if, if the chips are down, you're probably going to back someone who's got that scrappy dog type of mentality than someone who's probably like walks into every room oh you're taller you know what I mean yeah yeah but fuck that's just reading in for, from like the other side of the world like yeah because half of them might have grew up around other fucking Icelandic giants and you know yeah yeah maybe it. he wasn't the biggest growing up I don't know that's why I think it's so intriguing and it's so fucking intriguing but you got to look it's at half Thor and think fuck he's sort of he's got the upper hand like literally yeah <laughs> yeah um but I don't know. I'm always Eddie's on just, the underdog too. Got, oh, I love the underdog story too, so I'd love to see him get up. Yeah, for man. It, so. But it's it's crazy that someone's just gone like a million bucks, man. I just wish it was MMA though. <laughs> yeah. Just a fucking scrap. Because I, I hope, oh, man, I know I probably shouldn't, yeah, well, I can say this. I hope they don't wear helmets. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, just, I hope it's just straight boxing, like heavyweight boxers. Yeah, yeah. And then I hope the winner just straight up fights Tyson Fury. <laughs> mate you're telling me like uh, I don't know could that. these two, could one of these dudes just <laughs> could they but man if the money's there they'll do it boxers will do it if the money's there yeah and the money's already there for them hey, to fight each other seen even if, if one of them comes out really. if one of them comes out and is like fucking hell man he can bang he, like he's a good boxer which I know nothing about yeah but like what's the saying they can't go and who's is Fury the world champion Deontay Wilder Fury it's Fury. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. Fury now. Um, it's how much I know about boxing. Oh, it's yeah. one of those two. But like, you're telling me fucking Fury won't... Like, when this happens and they see and Fury sees that they're getting paid yeah. and there's like a little bit of, you know... Oh, fuck. What would you call it? Like a, the circus around it and everything, which Eddie will provide. Yeah. Um, Fury will come out and say, like, fuck, let's go. Surely. That'd be sick. It's going to go further. Eddie Hall, Tyson Fury. The gift of the gab on both those two dudes going at each other. Yeah. Fuck, that'd be sick. (laughs) That'd be mad. But then you've got to look at that and say like, oh, okay, one's like, one's a better boxer than everyone at the moment. Like, I think Tyson Fury gets like technique-wise and 
like not getting hit and and like being a classy boxer is like what he's all about. I think De- Deontay Wilder had like I'd, a good left punch or something. I'd be extremely shocked if they, if one of them got in the ring. How good would that be? But who were you backing though? The best boxer in the yeah. world or just the biggest fucker that no, wants to I'm throw punches? No, I'm backing the best boxer in the world. Yeah? Yeah. I'd ah, be so sick. Yeah, I would be because, you know, that's something that they got to think of their yeah, but just and imagine, hours of time yeah, they put into But, but there's hard get. punches, man, but there's, there's hard punches from a boxer and then there's who's 100 kilos and then there's hard punches from a boxer who's 180 kilos. Yeah. I just feel like it's nothing... It has, like, has it happened before? Like, who's the, been the heaviest heavyweight boxer that's ever done yeah, really that sure, well? But Maybe that's telling you something. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. I think the skill fuck. at the top of the level there is going to end up trumping the... Just imagine that big fucking six foot ten Icelandic fist just landing one in your ribs though. Yeah. Like his fist would be a foot wide. Ugh. Because <laughs> I, I don't know how tall. What's What's Tyson Fury? See what his weight and size is. Tyson Fury. Like that is like. Uh, where is he? Fuck off, he's only 31. Am I reading that right? Dude, Tyson Fury's 31. Oh, I'll shut up now. I am wrong. He's six foot seven. Yeah, Holy fuck. Okay. Dude. What's his weight? I didn't think he was that big. Wait up, wait up, wait up, wait up. Height, yeah, six seven. Holy fuck, man! So he's telling them, he's telling them all up. I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. I apologise. <laughs> I didn't know he was six seven. Jesus Christ, that's big. How much does he weigh, though? It's not giving me weight. Dude, six seven? Are kidding me? Thirty wins, one draw. I apologise, guys. <laughs> I'm very sorry. All the boxers out there listening. Dude, all the boxers out there is just like, what? But, dude, you... I don't know, man. That big dude, Icelandic dude land one square? 190 <laughs> kilos worth? Strongest man. We, you can't just take that fucking strongest man of all time out of it either. Yeah. Punching you. Learns how to punch. It's all about creating force. Fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why even listen to this thing? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, we, we, um, I sort of put up a podcast I came across the other day. Um, I put up what's more impressive, uh, a little poll on my Instagram, what's more impressive, Thor's deadlift at 501 or running a marathon in every country in the world, which has been done by um, a guy, a British guy named Nick Butter. Um, I listened to a good podcast on the Rich Roll podcast. Uh, Nick Butter. What ended up being the uh, results? Oh, everyone, well, it was like 60, 40 for the deadlift. To the deadlift, yeah. And I was like, maybe that's more indicative of the people that follow the page. That's probably Um, true as well, yeah. And I feel like doing the red and green has has an effect on it as well. Which which one you put in red on the pole and which one you put in green on the pole. Yeah, right. Because you're more likely to go to green, is it? I feel like, I feel like people do. Um, 
So he, uh, so Thor ran, uh, Thor deadlifted the 501. Yep. Nick, Nick Butter ran a marathon in every country in the world. So that's 196 marathons. Yep. Um, he took over, f- so the actual, like, what do you, what would you call it? Um, like the organization to figure it out and how to do it is fucking hard. He, and he even said it himself. It's that that's the hard part. Like running was like time off because yeah, like right. flying, he said visas were just all, like out of control trying to get visas to everywhere. He went through like 15 passports, um, like places would say like, no, you can't come in. You'd have to like, then he'd have to like reroute and go do his marathon somewhere else and then try and come back to that country. Yeah. He did a few, he did one in the Marshall Islands just on their airstrip um, because there was too, there's too many dogs running around and stuff. <laughs> Said he got bitten by a dog in Tunisia. Um, so like, yeah, like all this fucking crazy stuff um, to actually get, get things done, like all the planning yep. was like the hard part and the running was like, sort of time off where he could just run and not have to think about what flight he was getting on if he'd charged his watches all this sort of shit yeah right so like all the planning that went into it um, he did it to he was running a marathon in um, in Africa somewhere and he met a guy who was dying from prostate cancer and the guy and he said like the guy had like a really positive disposition and he, and he was like really taken aback by how positive this guy was even though he sort of got told he's going to be dying soon yeah um, so he went and, and like he raised funds for Prostate Cancer the UK oh, awesome. um, by doing all the marathons. I just feel like it's something like I'm around I'm around running and ultra running a little bit like in terms of like I follow certain pages and stuff like that yep. and I never even heard of it. Like it, he finished um, when was it? So like November last year. Never heard of it and then. Um, yeah, saw the podcast and listened to the podcast. I was like, why have I not heard of this? Like, And I thought, everyone's around this like 501 deadlift. Why has no one been no like, been fuck, this dude that. just ran That's pretty 196 marathons. Yep. Um, it took him 674 days. Um, two countries a week. So that's a couple of marathons a week. But sometimes it would be like back to back. Um, and he did it in like he said going through the Pacific Islands was the hard part to like get to places just because flights don't always go where you need to be so best part of two years um, 455 flights 15 war zones he was mugged twice Um, now you're putting more of a fair argument to what I wrote to you yeah so there's a guy named Dean Carnassus who's like um, an ultra runner I'm just going to check and see. Oh, he's American. I thought he might have been an Aussie. So he is... Fuck. He has toyed with the idea of doing it before, but never actually did it. So no one's ever done it until Nick Butter did it. And then Dean Carnassus is trying to... Or playing with the idea of trying to do it faster. Yeah, right. Um, so And this dude's 57. Dean Carnassus. What a fucking gangster. 57. Damn. That's a lot, bro. That is a lot. Um, so Nick Butter is only 30 or something, or even younger than that. you got to take away like 196 marathons, man. Mm-hmm. I've run one. Yep. Run. Air quotes. Run. 
I like to use like, oh, I was on a trail as a bit of an excuse to be like, <laughs> it took me that long because it's up hills. Yeah. Um, but man, 196. That's just like, that's like every day of the week you can just run a marathon. You've yeah. got it in you to run a marathon. So staying together, yeah. we're talking feet, we're talking like Achilles, ankles, knees, yeah. hips, all staying in enough condition to run that many marathons is like a version of strength in its own. Oh, definitely. So yeah. he, he touched a little bit on what he, like his background, and he just said he'd just go to ultra races and just run them and sort of did all right. And ultra running is a bit like that. Like if you can survive, you're, you're automatically like half decent. So like, like there's guys that push the pace when you're looking at like 100 mile races like how can you really push the pace yeah it's by like not fucking up and surviving so he he sort of said like oh yeah i'm i'm all right at this and then he started to get a little bit more into it yeah but it's just it's fucking insane to me man um yeah i didn't read this but apparently he ran 211 marathons in order to future proof the record by visiting places that might be classed as separate countries in the future. <laughs> Just what a fucking gangster! <laughs> For example, I ran a marathon in Hong Kong as well as in China. Oh, that's sick! Dude, that's gangster. So the former banker said he ran... said the number of 196 countries was based on 193 identified as sovereign states by the United Nations, plus three others not officially recognised. So think about going to those like not officially recognized so he talks about um the fuck he ran in syria um but like had to like do like car swaps and shit to even get into the country yeah crazy shit like that man they're making a documentary about it i just like i want people to know about this sort of shit this sort of shit is fucking sick to me man so i was when i first messaged you i can't even remember what i wrote back to you i said it's just running or something i understand i understand both the arguments but i just want people to know about this like and 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 understand like how fucked up that is like go and run one marathon and then and then tell me like the truth it's just fucking absurd it's fucking absurd yeah it's it's as if not more absurd to me that someone can lift 501 kilos that someone can do that and just the tenacity to be able to fuck I'm going to Syria and apparently he said it was like um, he ran around the like the track in Damascus and like the Syrian um, women's football team or under 18's women's football team came out and like did a couple of laps with him full kit and like he said like I was just thinking it would be like war torn you know like and he said it was like you know, ran around the stadium. They had full kit, like with their sponsors on it and everything, and yeah, right. just not what you picture. Yeah. So he did like that, um, Iraq, Iran, like every country. Yeah. Like war zone country. Um, he was gonna, he was supposed to do one up in, up into the mountains in Afghanistan, and then it just got squashed. They're like, nah, you're not doing it. So he had to run around the UN compound. So there was a few where he just ran like laps. Um, one in Jamaica, in Kingston, there was there was like a lot of gang violence when he was there or something. So just ran this one, like ran around the block like 85 times or something. Yeah, yeah. fuck crazy shit, man. Yeah. Crazy shit. So I put up a little poll anyway, getting back to it. I'm this guy's biggest fan at the moment, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, people, I, I sort of said like, what's more impressive to you, the deadlift or running these marathons? Yep. Um, and then like, 
I don't know, I feel like because people don't know what I'm on about or even know that it had been done, yeah. a lot of people said, oh, because I posted afterwards, I was like, because this guy did it. And people were like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't know someone had actually done that. Um, like, what's more impressive? And the arguments were like, a lot of anyone can run a marathon, which I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Could they? Can they? Can they run a marathon? They can do a marathon. Can everyone? But, see, that's the thing. And I would sort of equate one marathon to a 20 kilo deadlift. Because everyone can deadlift 20 kilos. One marathon to a 20 kilo? No, no, no. In the fact that people say, like, everyone can run a marathon. I was like, everyone can deadlift. Yeah. Yep. But not everyone can run five, uh, deadlift 501. I was like, not everyone can run 196. Yep. Yep. So to me, it's sort of it's like, you know what I mean? Like the, the uh, Well, my argument came the, with the, what your, most people could physically be capable of doing. So there's only two people that are capable of lifting that weight. One, and, really. And really, like if you, <laughs> then, you know... Because one, one extra that, kilo Eddie might not have got. If you put like a hundred, you got a hundred people and you put 50 on one side, 50 on the other. The 150 group was to, you guys are going to train your, the next 20, 30 years to yep. be able to do 501 kilo deadlift. Yep. The other group, you guys are Let's get are this study happening. Let's get this study happening. <laughs> you're going to train to do 197. We need participants. Uh, marathons and who would be the more likely one to be able to achieve their goal? Which group? I think that's a good argument. Yeah. And I would say I would lean towards the marathons getting done. Yep. Um, purely because... Not I taking a, and I'm not taking anything away from that. That is... Uh, purely because I think there is less of a genetic component to it. Yeah. And this but comes back Eddie to what could, I was saying before. You could easily say that Eddie fucking throws genetics out of it a fair bit, man. Like an ex-swimmer starts yeah. being a strong man. Yeah. Um, well, like for me, if I look at it, my, I'd, if I had the, someone was going to put a gun to my head and go, you have to do either of these, otherwise you're going to die, I would, I'm would definitely not going down at 501 kilo. And that's from me being training the last five sense. years, I, doing yeah, all yeah, my deadlift training. I get you. I know so I'm not going to get there. It's almost like the marathons is more accessible. Yeah, yeah. More, more accessible. But the question was more impressive, which is coming back to what we were saying before. What's more impressive? Now you've, what you've just told me. The has answer, there's no real answer because you're going to have your opinion. But yeah. I, this is like the MJ LeBron sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like oh, no, it's, that's easy. It's MJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that at all because easily Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> but I just love having these discussions. So for me, uh, let's look at uh, people in this gym, right? Um, I'm not sure. Fuck, I. Not sure if anyone's run a... Oh, Ben's run a marathon. Uh, ben Little. So we have... We've done uh, one... What, what would it be? 196th of what he's done. Yep. Me and Ben. But there's people in here that can deadlift... Uh, well, Nathan can deadlift 300. So he's done... Uh, let's call it 60% he's of what Thor's done. Just over halfway. You know what I mean? <laughs> So when you look at it from that it's point of view, I'm, yeah, I know. So that's he's got a long ah, way to go. That's crazy, yeah. Years. Yeah, but it's not 195 more marathons. Yeah, I, or maybe Nathan would have more chance <laughs> for 500 <laughs> marathons. But. Yeah. So when you when I when you put it that way, it's like all right. So anyone can come in. Let's just say you've got a group of athletes. 200 kilo deadlift isn't that impressive. Like 
in the whole scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but people can come in and do that sort of off the cuff and they can already do so, sort of call it 40% of what Thor can do. Yeah. Who can, who really can like sort of walk in and knock out. Maybe we should just, just like question that. A bit to be a bit more relatable to <laughs> what's more impressive, a marathon or a 200 kilo deadlift, maybe something like that is a, Definitely a marathon. <laughs> Definitely a marathon. Well, I reckon yeah, I've a done marathon. I've kilo deadlift now. I reckon That's a marathon. As as I reckon you're looking at um, uh, maybe 270? Probably. 300? Actually, I'm saying that one, I reckon it would take me less. It would have taken me less training to be able to hit a marathon than to do my first 200 yeah. kilo Yeah, well, deadlift, no, because so. the thing is, you, there's a physical. There is like. There is sort of in the marathon running. Like, there is going to be people that can't finish it physically. Yeah. There's a lot more mentally going on yeah. with a marathon than if you can't create force to lift a certain amount, you just simply cannot create force. Yeah. Like if you can't create enough force to lift it, you can't do it. You, you can try a bit harder, but if you're, you know, you can't just simply will yourself to deadlift that much Yeah. more. You, you know, you can, you can will yourself to hit a, p- a good PB... Yeah. But you can't but if it's will yourself. Not there, it's not there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas right. you can will yourself home when it yeah. comes to running. Yeah. So there, like a, there isn't an answer to these things. But I just, no. I love, I love having that. And people like inbox me and say like, oh no, nah, what about bit, yeah. this? What about that? And I'm like, and some people sort of don't like being disagreed with. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no man, it's, it's fine really to dis- up, it's you? fine to disagree with you. I yeah. still think you're an okay person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. we don't have to like hate each other after yeah. this. Yeah, like it. I think it's marathons yeah. maybe because I don't know, because the genetic component that helps out in the other regard. Well, you've got more like for you, you could actually say you've done a 200 kilo deadlift, you've done a marathon, you can compare the two a lot more than I could. So in, in saying that, you know, you'd have a more clear view. hundred percent marathon is so much harder than that. Yeah, there you go. hundred percent. So I need to go do a marathon. And put a, <laughs> um, it's different when you're a little fella though. 200 kilos at my weight. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's like you can't, Mate, like 500, it, it, the, the genetic component of Thor, but Eddie sort of throws the whole gen- genetics thing out of it, man. The fact that he did 500 and he's only... Well, yeah, but he is genetically still... Like, I'm only saying compared to Thor, his genetics aren't, yeah. you know, predispositioned for him to be out there. He's still genetically... Yeah. There's, not, there's, there's people that just are never going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people. It was funny Enjoy because it. it was funny because the argument was like, "Oh, everyone can run a marathon," and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, I don't know if you can just say that, man. Yeah. I was like, "You got a lot of faith in people's physical and mental well, ability if more. you just think everyone can run a marathon." Well, my, everyone has done a marathon. That's the thing. So it's the time. Like, what do you mean, I've everyone? Done a marathon. What do you mean? Well, I've I've run forty six k's in my life. It's so 42. 42, 46, 42. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, well, I've deadlifted over 500 kilos too. I did five at 100. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, a, it's, it, I, there's more, it's got to be more context to it, I guess. It's much it? more so accessible, So maybe you could even say, you know, a marathon in a certain amount of time. It, yeah. I mean, it's still ridiculous either way, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. A, it's fucking crazy. I love looking at, um, and I know this is where, like, CrossFit sort of, comes in and it's like well why don't you just do crossfit but i love looking at little things like um 
people's you know 3k time and what they can deadlift at the same time yeah and like yes crossfitters are probably going to be top of the totem pole when it comes to this sort of stuff like strength and conditioning sort of um focuses but i feel like it gets watered down a little bit because of all the gymnastics all the crossfit type of shit that they do as well but i really like you know part of me wants to be able to run a a, a 20 minute 5k and also be able to squat 200 kilos on the same day stuff like that yeah like that really gets me like i don't know i feel like those are are goals that are right up my alley that i want to be able to do yeah um like and not always not always be able to do uh, as like an overall goal but just not, not to have as a goal, but just to be able to like, I've got that in the bag any day of the week. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is where you want to get, like, personally, I want to get to. Yeah. So I want to be like, the other day, I, I sort of, I ran that half marathon. I want to be able to do a half marathon, you know, under two hours, any day of the week, that sort of thing. And then I want to be able to come in here and, you know, do five by five with a hundred on the bench. Yeah. Which I fucking could not do at the moment. I haven't benched in seven weeks. Yeah, right. I don't know why I took a barbell home. Haven't used haven't it. Haven't used it at all. Have not used it, man. I've done a couple of front squats. That's it. Wow. Have not used. It. I've been. Yeah, true. Training yeah. twice a week, twice a day still. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um. Let us know your thoughts on that one. Anyway, if you're listening this far, we're rocking into over an hour now, man. Yeah. All right. So we haven't got an answer when it comes to deadlifts or marathons. Um, the deadlifts are more accessible. Uh, the marathons are more accessible. Yeah. Um, because you can will yourself through them. I think you can't just will yourself into doing a, um, a he- it's funny though, because you can't, a lot of people can't will themselves into 196 marathons, but the marathon one-off um, is probably easier to get into than thinking about deadlifting 501. Yeah. But that's one marathon. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. What else we got to talk about? Oh, there's one that I haven't, yeah, I need to bring up with you. Um, let's talk about the MJ Doco. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Last uh, Dance. The Last Dance. Last Dance. Not Save the Last Dance. No, The Last different. Dance. Um, what episodes was it at the start of the week? There was the... Um, the last one was on the... The All-Star third. Games and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's a little bit a little bit of Kobe on there. Yep. Um, passing the Torch and the Dream Team stuff. Yeah. So, like, uh, all the Isaiah Thomas stuff as well. Yep. Man, this has been so refreshing to watch, like, uh, I don't know, just the stories that come out. I feel like they it's a little bit disjointed, and they should have probably done it more chronological order. Like, I kind of like sort the way they back sh- and go back and forth. Back and you forth. like Yeah, I kind of like that, yeah. I don't it's know. Because you get so mixed up with what fucking championship they're going for. Yeah. you got to figure it out by who they're playing. Yeah. And who's playing with Jordan and Pippen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's so good, like, just refreshing to see... I said it was refreshing to see someone like Jordan because he doesn't he doesn't change or like he doesn't try to be anything he's not. Yeah. Even now, in yeah. the in the interviews that they're doing with him now, he's just like, Man, I still don't like Isaiah Thomas. He's <laughs> still it. talking he's still talking shit. If he reckons that, I reckon he's wrong. Like <laughs> I love that shit, man. Yeah. He's not trying to he's not trying to be controversial, he's just sort of telling it how it is. Yeah. And we mentioned before, I feel like when players do that nowadays, they come off as a little bit spoilt, a little yeah. bit more, a little bit arrogant. Whereas Jordan, it's, it's past arrogance. It's more just like, 
accept accept this for what it is because yeah. this is how it is and this is how I am. Yeah. Like his with his gambling problem, everything like that. He was just like, I don't have a gambling problem, man. I'm like basically saying like, I'm rich as fuck. I can afford to drop, you know, ten thousand, a million here, this sort of thing. Yeah. I just love that, and I feel a lot of the times athletes these days they'll either dance around it and say what they know wants to be heard. Yeah. It got him into more trouble being like that. Then, yeah, didn't it? they'll, know, they'll say they'll a... say what they want. To, they know what wants to be heard, or they'll come across as real spoiled and arrogant. Yeah. Whereas Jordan somehow just like didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So good because I know you mentioned that he thought he'd come across as an asshole in this, and I don't think he has at all. No. Maybe I'm just blinded by like the Maybe. pure yeah, love yeah, of MJ. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you come across as the fucking man yeah. still. Yeah. Like sitting there like. I'm even more inspired by Michael Jordan now than I was when I was a kid. They showed him what Isaiah Thomas said, like, lately. And he's just like, man, I'm I'm not going to believe this shit. Like, he's just (laughs) saying straight up. I was like, oh, dude. What a dog, Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) What a dog. Dude, the the stories out of the uh, Olympics were mad, eh? Like, the the practice game and everything like that. I was like, fuck, that's sick. And just the trash talk. Between Magic Johnson. And the fact that, like, Jordan... The fact that he was just like they compared him to Clyde Drexler, and he was just like, "Nah, man, not having this," and goes and drops like forty odd points on him, and was like, "Don't dare compare me to that guy. Like, he's a good player, he's not me." Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, and like I don't know why Jordan sort of mentioned that he might come across as an asshole. Maybe more to do with like how he treats teammates, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just the competitiveness of him, of the man, and just the fact that it was like they compared. Me to who? Clyde Drexler. Like, Clyde Drexler's like an all-time great. Like, I'm pretty sure he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And he's just like, don't you dare. Like, don't dare compare me to him. Goes drops 40 on him. Yeah. Fucking insane shit. The one thing that um, I always love is the, uh, like, the rivalries, man. Yeah. The rivalries. Like, we hated those dudes. Like, them and the Pistons. Yeah. And then it was like, um, yeah, them and the Knicks. That John Starks dunk on uh, Horace Grant man is so filthy to this yeah. day I think it's I'm not sure if he I think he was left handed but fucking just stuffs it I was just like, those highlights man how good is it eh fucking love that 90s shit 90s basketball was just the best yeah I, I just love the uh, yeah the rivalries like, like what would the rivalries be now like there's there's, a, there's the old ones that sort of carried over but I feel I don't know the players are so buddy buddy these days like they all train. It's because they switch clubs so much more often too, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, it started to happen a lot then as well, didn't it? But yeah, like Jordan, Jordan played for the, the Wizards as well. Swap around a bit. You got like Barkley played for three teams. You sort of forget how many. Like a lot of the time, as their careers ending, they end up they, playing for a lot more. Yeah, they go to yeah. Pippen like went so, to Pippen went to the, the Rockets and Blazers. then the Blazers. Yeah. There might have been someone else in there as well. Um, but yeah, for the whole, you sort of see, you look at one player and you think of them playing for that one team. Yeah. So yeah. it was like Jordan, Bulls. And then it was like, you know, Barkley, Suns. You remember him for that, that mate. Yeah, that yeah, one Yeah, it was like... Like, when you think about like that with LeBron James, you don't think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. you, you almost... Of, what do you think of LeBron as? Yeah, probably still Cavaliers, I guess. Cleveland still? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, you know, the Miami thing, I don't know. Most of his success one, was in it? Miami, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's an odd one. It's a very odd one. 
Um, By the end of his career, we'll probably all look at him as a Laker. You know, well, he surely won't move again. He's 36, no. but you never know, man. You go see how many teams like Vince Carter's played for. Yeah. But it's not out of... It's not them either. It's not players wanting to move. It's them. Yeah. It's the business of yeah, it, isn't it? it? But yeah, I think just the rivalries that they had um, and just how open they were was like... And how much like... How personal he took it. It was like, I'm going to light Bird up. I'm going to light Magic up. I'm going to beat these dudes. Yep. Like, I don't like being compared to a player who I think is lesser than me. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love how he comes across, man. I don't know why he came out and said that he'd seem like an arsehole. Yeah. I, I don't do think they've got into too much how... There's an episode on him punching Steve Kerr um, and punching Will Perdue who are teammates. Yeah. But I've been at rugby trainings where there's been scraps on with teammates. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It happens. Yep. It happens. It's, chuck a whole bunch of competitive people together, get them to compete, it's going to happen. Yeah. Almost say it's like, if it's not almost there, you know, it's, you might be doing something wrong. You sort of want them to be He was just chomping trying to get the, the best bit. out of his teammates. Yeah. Without it. being a fucking dick and just like whacking people. Yeah, but yeah. 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 I'm sure it wasn't just out of nowhere either. Yeah. Um, the one I have been watching, man, I'm not sure when it came out. Um, it can't have been too, too long ago. Is the Test documentary? Oh yeah, it's fucking mad. Yeah, on, is that- it's on Amazon. I watched it on Prime. On yeah. Amazon Prime, you might be able to suss it out through if you're getting Audible. I've got. I watched the Test. Oh, have you? Is that the, the, the cricket one? one? On the, yeah. How good is that? that really, I watched the whole from start to finish. I just went, oh, so the test is, um, it basically picks up when the ball tampering issue, or well, ball tampering saga, scandal, what are yep. they calling it? Um, when that went down and when Justin Langer starts coaching the Australian cricket team, yep. um, picks up from that and just follows them through a tour of uh, playing against Pakistan um, going to India, coming back. I forgot home. how bad they were after that all happened, eh? Like Dude. how much we sucked for a little bit. So. Dude, um, lost five nil in one one day series in yep. England. Um, yep. Follows them basically for a full year. Yeah. Up till the start of this summer, or up the end the of end this of the, summer. Uh, the Ashes, wasn't it? So. Yeah, up to the end of the Ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it um, it was just so good to see. I love uh, the, all the background. Yeah, like the seeing the. Um, it's funny even just like listening to them swearing all the time because you never hear that you know because yeah. we only see it from the media point of view so but yeah I, lo- I thought it was so interesting to watch the behind the scenes of it all Lang is a guru yeah. way. Oh, he's awesome mate. I always I love, love I, I always love Lang I think yeah. like being from WA yeah he's always been a favorite and he's like he's easy to like because oh. he was one of those guys who worked really hard yeah. went in and out of the team for a little bit made like and then turned out to be you know like a fucking he was part of that great Australian cricket team with like yeah. Steve War as a captain. Yep. So him and a lot of us like people it's my age, they, people they my t- age will sort of think him and Matty Hayden, like that. That's our openers yeah. as a growing up. They're our I openers. Like it was sort of Taylor and Slater, but then for for, for most me, of it was, yeah, it was Justin Langer. It's Langer and Hayden, Hayden ponting at three. Yeah, that's it. That's sort of like what we think of as as our cricket team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he he comes on as coach after Lehman sort of just goes nah fuck. Yeah. With everything that's gone down, I'm going to have to step aside. I think that's pretty much what happened. Um, and, yeah, Langer just comes in. The one thing that I really I took from it was um, Usman Kawaja, man. Yeah, there's a lot about him. He's dude. a gangster. Yeah. Like, And he's been dropped since, and he hasn't got a contract this year for yep. the Australian team. So him um, and Stoinis, which is odd to me. 
They put so much time into Stoinis. Yeah, he's been and they've and they've yeah. yeah they've um they've dropped him. Sean Marsh, that was always going to happen. I um, loved um listening, you know, because Aaron Finch going through his heart. Oh yeah, Finchy yeah, as well. That was like how, good. You know, he, he there was, was a lot of on that, wasn't there? The, all the mental stuff that he went through with it all it was really interesting to see yeah, that man. side of it as well. You know. The, yeah, the the thing about Usman Kawaja that sort of struck me was like he um he sort of. He he, chal- he challenged yeah. Langer a lot. Like he, he would, he would. I think it it's sort of they they're obviously only going to show what they want to show. Still, yep. they showed a fair fucking bit. Like the boys going off in the change room and swearing at themselves for getting out and that sort of stuff. But there's like a, li- a few little I wouldn't even call them altercations, but little like conversations where Usman's like sort of voicing Sp- his opinion and yeah. saying speaking up and saying like this is what the group's feeling like. Why is everything always focusing on the negatives? And it was because they were fucking terrible for a good like six months there. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I don't know, it was a side of him that you sort of, I don't know, I feel like he was probably getting earmarked as potential captain. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if like it's worked against him. Yeah, somehow it has. And I? Tim Payne's ended up captain. Yeah. I'm not sure because I feel like the way he comes across is, it's almost like he had more leadership that we didn't get to see because yep. he wasn't even vice captain either Travis Head was yeah right but then Kawaja was sort of there's just a few instances and you're like oh, alright this guy like you know doesn't take any shit yeah uh, and major made me like him even yeah, more yeah I gotta say I respect him a lot more after yeah. watching that too I always thought he just looks like he doesn't care as much fuck no it was it's the opposite, the opposite eh? yeah <laughs> complete opposite yeah um, the, the funny um, the one that is funny to me is like Labashane and Smith yeah. and how they're like quite similar and like some of the stuff that the guys were saying about Steve Smith fuck it'd be hard to deal with eh yeah so hard to deal with like Nathan Lyon said something about they're like just in a pub having beers and he'd start like shadow batting and stuff yeah just imagine dude <laughs> just imagine you're an Australian cricket team right you say you're at a pub and you see the Aussie cricketers over there and just chilling out having a beer having a yarn, people come up to him, tap him on the shoulder, and then you see fucking Steve Smith just fucking backing across. <laughs> just, you'd just be thinking, what is wrong with this guy? What a psychopath. Nah, it's awesome. Good on it. That's, That's why he's, he's that good. Dude, you know, he's, never... some, he's something else, eh? Yeah. When you watch it, you're just like, when people start saying that, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like he's possessed, man. Yeah. He's literally possessed about batting, eh? Yeah. And it comes... It, but, you know, you say the same thing about MJ with basketball, you know, and winning, you know, that's... Yeah, true. It's just funny, like, it? Nathan Lyon just said it and was like, mate, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> the way he said it was I just like... I love Nathan Lyon in that, though, too. Oh, like, Nathan how, Lyon, how the, man, the man in that. The His one thing that cracked stuff, me up, so and I do not rate Adam Zampa at all. He won, like, one game for him in, in, in India. Like, how like weird him and Stoinis are. Yeah, there's a bit of weird... Um, Dude, so strange. Yeah. So strange, which I really do like. I love that shit. Yeah. That's fucking just real broke, like, <laughs> just the too deep. close. <laughs> just way too close, but I sort of love it. But, yeah, I've never really rated him as a player, but it's yeah. fucking funny to see them, though, holding hands and shit, like, when people are taking photos, just, to, like, just messing around. <laughs> and then, like, Justin Langer's just like, why are they so fucking weird? <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, um, so funny good. thing was, uh, the, the last little bit I'll say is um, they said something about Steve Smith being like a real grot in the change rooms or something. And uh, and uh, 
they said he he said to Mark Manus Labuschagne like because this is when he's just coming through like he hasn't scored all those tons yet so he yeah. hasn't really made a name for himself I think he might have scored one in the Ashes um, and they and he said like if if you clean up my kit bag like this is two grown men like yeah. Manus is like what twenty three or twenty two he's, he's only a young guy but still grown man. And Steve Smith's like, if you clean up my kit bag at the end of the Ashes, I'll give you that bat. And he's like, <laughs> Mother's Labuschagne. It cuts to him and he goes, you got to be kidding, mate. That's like the deal of the year. <laughs> like, it's just so pumped on it. Yeah. And they said like, there's a lot of like uh, attributes that he has, that Steve Smith yeah, has. You can and see that pr- too. And he just like follows Steve Smith around like, um, like sort of B1, B2. But Steve Smith's sort of like... Not too sure about it. Yeah. Fuck, it's funny, man. But I think about that, if he can... Because Steve Smith's, like, wasn't batting that well at that age. No. Like, he was a bowler. Like, yeah. he came in as, like, could he be Warney's replacement for a little bit? And yep. then it was like, no, definitely not. He was just a little bit not good at everything at that <laughs> stage. But then, he? like, Zamp- I feel like that was Zampa, too. Yeah. But, fuck... I don't know. Maybe I need to watch more Zampa. Hey, no, Zampa's quality. Nah, I'm not... Don't really rate him. Don't rate him yet. <laughs> I rate his chat and his banter yeah. and how fucking weird he is. But, yeah, it's... um, I don't know, man. It's good to see just like that, that... I don't know. That that side different of things. Different side of the... Different side yeah. of things. It's yeah. very much like the... Like the getting into sort of, yeah, like the, the locker room side of things, just like the MJ documentary, but yeah. with more relatable people because just, they just seem like regular dudes that are likes. just good at cricket. Yeah, yeah. Like where MJ seems, you know, like superstar. You'd, yeah. You know, be bowing down to him and, with you know, walking on eggshells around him, whereas the Aussie cricket tech guys, you'd sort of chuck him in the locker room in any team and they'd just be a regular guy. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, even, and seeing him get out and chuck the shits and... It's exactly like what you, what yeah. I used to do when I'd get out, like <laughs> fucking throw my bat and say fucking bullshit, and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Man, we've been chatting for about an hour and a half. Anything else we missed? What are we uh, talking about, man? I don't know. Fuck. I'm not even gonna say like, let's. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. No, nope, keep training. Yeah, like, just keep fucking ripping in. That's it. Um, Jim will be ready when it's ready. Yeah, when it's ready. Yeah, I, I like that, Troy. Troy's sort of come in here and said, like, nah, none of this, like, counting down to opening up. Just keep fucking... It must be must be a new motivated Troy over here. He's starting <laughs> to read books. He's not biting his nails. Yeah. He's giving fucking... He's, he's telling well, me what's AJ, going on. Come on mate. He's telling no, me to be positive. Trying. What the <laughs> fuck? Fuck yeah, now. Um, so, we're, guys, just keep ripping in, and the gym will be open when it's fucking open. All right, we'll tell you when it is. Um, keep ripping in. If you've listened this far, give us a uh, what do we call it? What's a what's the what's the podcast? Give us a su- subscribe um, and the rest of it, um, screenshots, all that sort of shit. Thank you very much, guys. We'll leave it there. Peace. See you.